Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five people who have slighted Deion Sanders. Does this include today? Well, look, yes, it does. Uh, and, and there's a bonus on this one at the end, so bear with me. Number five. Ed Werder, ESPN's Ed Werder, <laughs> good guy, love love Ed. Um, got to I've spent a lot of time with Ed. Uh, one of the friendliest and most. Here's the deal about Ed Werder. Ed Werder is one of the most trustworthy reporters in reporterdom. Like he is, if Ed says it, it's he's done his work on it. Like he's not, he's in no way controversial. There's nothing about Ed that screams controversy at all. At all. And he did make a tweet about Deion Sanders and, like, stated some factual information about him. But Deion took it as sarcasm, I think, in the tweet. And so then after he covered the game, TCU and Colorado, and Ed never covers Colorado, college, college, football, college football, but it was ESPN wanting to, to cover every angle of it. And Ed knows Dion from years and years and years of being one of the premier NFL reporters. He's in the press conference, and Dion Sanders is like, you believe now, Ed? You believe now? And Ed's, Ed didn't really know what he was talking about. Yeah, he goes, uh, in what? Yeah, in what? And so, yeah, because yeah. Ed, Ed's not like, that's not even top of mind. It's, it's, it, I keep I kept the receipts, and okay, yeah. I get All right, there's yeah. one. So, there's Ed Werder. Number four, Jay Norvell. As you know, this was very recent. This is today. Sunglasses Like game. about six or seven hours ago? Yes. Jay Norvell uh, said during his interview with ESPN that he takes off his hat and sunglasses because his mother told him to do that when he talks to adults. And then Dion has made... Um, you know, his, his little rah-rah speech to the guys after practice. Have you seen that on Twitter yet? Uh, the coaches have made rah-rah speeches about it. And uh, now Jay Norvell is on that list of people who have disrespected Deion Sanders today. Yeah, and going back to Edward, I think he handled that really well. Yeah. Like, he could have tried to make it a deal and, and fight back, but he just, you know, I think, think it was pretty obvious what was happening there was not really Edward doing anything. But with Jay Norvell, I mean, it's very clear. He took the shot. I mean, he... Yeah. He straight up took a shot at Dion, at Dion's uh, behavior as a man in some ways, right? I mean, if you're questioning, like, how he dresses and, yeah. and the fact that he's a man and he, you know, what you're, uh, what you were told or what you learned, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this one's legit. I mean, you know, the Ed Werder one, not so much. This one, absolutely legit because it's out there and proofs in the pudding. Jay Norvell said it with his chest out. Like, he said it and wasn't, wasn't planning on backing down whatsoever. So this game, I mean, that's, that's the magic, though, of, of – the, the, you know, just the Dion energy is that what was just a Colorado, Colorado State game, fun and notable for people out there, not really so much for anybody else, is now going to be a game that a lot more people pay attention to because of simply this exchange. So, I, like I said earlier, if you're a promoter, you would love it. it. 
this is promotions. I mean, this is what this is, yeah. and unintentionally or intentionally, uh, right. they promoted this fight or this game uh, in, a, in a much bigger way than it was originally intended to. I'm going to do something, if you don't mind, only if, Garrett, you have it ready. Do you have the tweet from Norvell ready, the, the actual, what he said? Did I send that to you? We did that earlier. We, I, no, yeah, this we, was something different, but okay, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Number three, Kendall Bryles. Uh, and this was back when Shadour was getting recruited a few years ago. Kendall was uh, at Florida State. He's the offensive coordinator there and apparently disrespected Shadour there, and they decided that they weren't ever going to talk about that uh, again uh, until, I guess, they played Kendall Browse, but they were going to leave and that they felt disrespected, and that was a big deal. Um, I, I do wonder, this, this like I would love to hear the, the story from Kendall's side, which we never will. No. Never, ever, ever will. Uh, because it doesn't benefit Kendall to say anything. I just would like to know for my own edification. I mean, if they if they beat them in Big 12 play next year or something, then maybe that would have opened the door for Kendall to say something, you yeah. know, because they got one back. But, yeah, since you lost and since you're – yeah, you don't really yeah. have room to say anything. There's there's nothing they, that they can say. But, um, but, yeah, like it was a perceived slight. And whether it's intentional, at least they took it as a slight. So Kendall Bryles got on the list, and they used that as motivation to beat TCU. Although Kendall Bryles' day against Colorado wasn't really all that bad, uh, but it certainly didn't do Joe Gillespie any favors that they were so motivated to beat TCU because of KB. Yeah, I mean, Joe Gillespie deserves more blame for that loss than Kendall Bryles by a long shot, and Chandler Morris deserves more blame for that loss than Kendall Bryles, you know, in some ways as well. I mean, they were in the red zone his offense and threw a couple picks that were bad and you lost by three, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, that was not his, his doing. I know it's just kind of tense right now, the whole situation surrounding all of it. And I think TCU, they're in a weird place where like, they're like, how good are we? We're not as maybe as good as we expected and everything. But yeah, this one I'm going to, I'm going to need some clarification on because I'm not just going to go like, yeah, Kendall Browse totally did that because I don't buy that. He's just ignoring Shador Sanders for like, a, other than just, He's one of like a hundred kids that are out there, and he's just you know going about his business. So, so I don't know. Not being there, I, I'm hesitant to just go full on that. You know, this was the way that it was portrayed to be. I could look if you told me like if you gave me specific details of like sure. how someone is acting, I could be like, okay, well, yeah, that was rude. But if you just kind of talk about it in generalities, I'm like, well, did is that way how you perceived it, or was he just treating everybody the same way and didn't and didn't take special note? Number two. Brent Venables. Remember Brent Venables, uh, which I didn't understand, but uh, they kind of, and I guess he was asked about it, but he was like, yeah, we didn't want to do it that way. And in in response to Dion building out of the portal, this one was a little bit calmer because Dion's not necessarily using this one as a chip on his shoulder for a specific game because Colorado and Oklahoma would only play now in a bowl game ever. Or, I mean, that's, they're not going to be in the same conference uh, again. Colorado is essentially taking Oklahoma's place, you know, as they come, you know, one of the schools taking Oklahoma's place as they leave the Big 12 and Colorado comes back in. But Brent Venables uh, also on the list for whenever Colorado and Oklahoma's pass do cross again. Well, unlike Kendall Browse and unlike Ed Werder, uh, I mean, I know Ed's written about Dion, talked about Dion, but not like it was portrayed. But, I mean, this one, Brent Venables mentioned him by name. Like, he flat out said, we're doing it differently than Dion. I mean, he said, let me pull up the exact quote. Uh, I was, un- okay, you want to talk about a coaching change, resetting the standards and what expectations are? I gave guys 12 months of grace. I was unlike Dion. I gave 12 months of grace to figure it out. So, 
that one you can't really say like, oh, he misunderstood that one. It's like, no, he he mentioned you by name and mentioned that the way you're doing it's not the way that he's doing it. And you, I could see where you could perceive that as a slight that he's also indicating that their way is the better way of doing it. So yeah. you know that'll that'll bear out over these next ten weeks and and beyond. But um, yeah, I, I can see where he was coming from with being a little miffed by Venable's comments. And I think there might have been a, a comment from Rule back in the summer, whoa, similar. Whoa, get there. Whoa, 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 whoa. A guy whoa. from Nebraska who whoa, coached whoa, whoa. We'll get there. But Venables, here's the other thing about Venables that makes him look bad. Look, Dion took more players out of the portal, but who's your quarterback, Brent? You know, like yeah. it's not yeah. like it's not like you went full dabbo on this. Well, it's you not know. like you sat on your hands this off season. A big <laughs> yeah, exactly. part of what you did was go out and get a bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah. you just got less. Like that's the, the only difference is that you went to the fridge less. Well, that's, that's the question: is what's the threshold of like it's okay to do twenty additions and run twenty guys off, but it's not okay to do seventy. Is that what we're like? Is yeah. it, is twenty five okay? Yeah. Is that under the threshold, or is forty and above like? That's against well, all that is a holy of college football. And that's where I think, you know, there's like what what standard are we talking about here? What's okay? Because if you're flipping 20 guys or – and I don't, I'm not saying Oklahoma specifically, but in general, you know, if you're flipping 10 guys, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's, it's, one number's bigger well, than the other, but is it all that different really in the end, especially no. for a first-year guy? I don't think so. No. Well, let me tell you something. After last year, Oklahoma probably should have flipped 70 guys. Yeah. 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 Look, and again well, – Lincoln flipped them from them, and that's why they had to yeah. do some of it, but yeah. regardless. If, look, if you're at – if you're in Vegas at an all-you-can-eat buffet – because the guy at the other table goes and gets four ribeyes, it doesn't mean he's wrong. It just means right. he went and took advantage of yeah. the same deal exactly. that's available for you. So, and if he's winning, it worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's worked. If they were losing, then Dion wouldn't be saying anything. I mean, or the conversation would be much different. But they're winning, and so that's that's the proof in the pudding that you need. And number one, guess who? Matt Rule. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, shocking. <laughs> number one, Matt Rule. Who I this one. And this is the one that made me really want to do this list because all these other four have been like, there's been like something concrete, really, that you could point to. And Matt rules are more figurative. And then the praying on the center of the field one is completely invented by Shadur. That's in his own head. That's that Michael Jordan. I heard from this guy that this guy said that about me and that that works, it works. But yeah, Matt rule, like Matt rule praying on the center of the field to disrespecting the Buffalo irritating Shadur and Dion that one that one's new to me that one was yeah. that that's why it's well, number there was one a because about it, they were praying on the logo it took a lot and, yeah it, it, yeah and the, then expl- they, go ahead no then they just went out there and after the first half beat the crap out of them yeah I mean there was uh, a legit explanation for why they were doing what they're doing but you know obviously Colorado saw it differently I was looking forward to a game where they didn't have some like big sense of motivation you know, or some perceived slight, but then Jay Norvell just delivers it right on their front porch, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can't wait. To, if Colorado State goes out and stinks up the joint, then I'm really going to question it. And if I was a Colorado State man, be kind of pissed of why he said what he said. If they go out there and they ball out and be like, you know what, he had a feeling and he was like, you know what, no, we're going to push back and I get that. But if they get smoked, then, you know, I, I'd really question the logic in, in saying what he said. Other than, you know what, he doesn't care and he just wants to make a point because that's how he feels. But, uh, you know, also I think you need to add – or you could add, so there's another, Pat Narduzzi also yeah. questioned Dion's recruiting method. So this list is just going to get longer and longer and longer. And, longer. Yeah. and look, we're going to throw in a bonus. I'm glad you Me said. by doing this list. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's what Joe Clatt was talking about, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. what he thought was the over-under on wins. He goes, oh, I'm sure they'll use this. 
This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait.